This is episode 29 of the Shauna K Show. Did you ever figure that your mindset could actually reduce menopausal symptoms? True story. I'm excited to welcome my guest, Sarah Milan, to the Shauna K podcast for a deep dive into menopause from an entirely different perspective. Sarah helps others profoundly shift themselves from within and honor their why. She's found how to create mindfulness and respect change as it comes in this life, and now she helps others do the same. She is a life coach, growth expert, support lead, or my favorite title, an agent of change. She's here to represent the power of now and teach how living in the moment can increase health and happiness. Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. Hey, Sarah. So happy to have you on the podcast. That's great, Shauna. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because a lot of people might not think that you could change your mindset or look at mindset and have that have an effect on menopause. And, you know, you and I got talking and it's like, oh, we got to get this out there. It's true. And it needs to get out there more and more. You know, a lot of studies are showing, you know, mindfulness isn't a new thing. Um, when you look at the basis of it, there was a, a doctor in the history of the healthcare world, 30 years ago, uh, Dr. John Zinn, he came up with the concept of mindfulness. Right. So I guess it comes down to the ideals of what exactly are we talking about? Well, and that's what I want to ask you. My very first question is, you know, some of our listeners might be confused when you say mindfulness, what are you exactly talking about? So being mindful or the term mindfulness is about being in the act of now. It's about staying present. Um, the way that that functions, it's sort of the, the background knowing uh, behind the term mindfulness or behind the behaviors of mindfulness now um, are originally Buddhist uh, by nature, but they've moved into the secular world of how we operate today. So right. it's really just about quieting the mind by yeah. managing your thoughts. Yeah. Who'd have thunk that we could manage our thoughts? Right. Yeah. It's a new, it's new territory for a lot of people, especially for us women. I find we flit in and out of our thoughts. We flutter through worries. We hold on to memories. And yeah. these accumulate, you know, even over the course of the day, we find ourselves almost operating from a place of the past. Um, we think, we process from a space of, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, what if they took that that way? Or the worry, the, the introspection of what, what is it to be me? Well, you know, I've been, I, I, I'm not sure if you've read this book, but it's uh, Solve for Happy, Mo Gaudat. And I've really enjoyed it because he's talking about mindfulness, just like you were talking about in terms of when we're in the now, we're not, we're not worried about um, the past with regret or, or looking into the future with worry. 
because that is, you know, it's difficult to be happy in those situations. So the process of mindfulness, like you said, is living in the now, letting go of regret and, and not kind of projecting too much into the future in terms of worry. And I think that women, we have so much on our plates. We wear so many hats that it's difficult for us to just stop and be quiet and just think about right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do take kind of ownership of our position. I think we're taught this, this is a generational thing, you know, our beliefs and our behaviors of how we are meant to operate simply because we are born a woman. And sorry, go on. Yeah, no, we're just meant to kind of manage things from a higher place uh, for everybody. We fix. Yes. And, and busyness is sort of glorified. In a way it is, isn't it? You know, it's the thing to say on the playground. I find I pick up my kids from school and, you know, you'll have that continuous conversation. Oh, how is it going? Oh, so busy. Right. Yeah. As if it's a badge of honor. It is, yeah. And it's become part of our culture, isn't it? It's a defining place to be. Like, if you're not busy, somebody's out with you. Right. Or people may think, oh, that means she's lazy. Or, you know, she's sitting around, you know, picking her nose. Like, as right. You, right? <laughs> Women exactly. don't, don't operate from that level. But it seems as if we are meant to behave or to talk about that behavior from that place. So, I mean, I, I fall into the busy category where, you know, like, because we, we take on a lot. We do. So given that our nature, that we tend to be the caregivers of the world, do you have any, any tips on being more mindful within our busyness? Because, you know, taking care of others and, and having, you know, a lot on our plate it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like there's no judgment towards women that we're busy. There's nothing wrong with us. No. Yeah. And usually we actually are busy. It's busy. Life right. Is busy. This is right. That. Yeah. And, and it's not a, it, it, like I said, it's, we're, I, I think our purpose is not to guilt or shame anyone saying like, well, there's something wrong with you if you're busy, because that's just the nature of life. So, mm-hmm. so how can we experience more mindfulness being in the now, even in the chaos of the busyness? I think it comes down to kind of just awareness. So it begins at the beginning. It begins with understanding what is the stress So what is the magnificence of the place that we are not functioning from? What keeps us in the worry? What keeps us in the memory? Hmm. And unraveling it from there. So if you can at least be present in the, the the flit of the thought comes into the space of the mind. We observe, we observe it. We identify it or you, you simply name it. So all you're doing is giving it a name. Oh, that's worry. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's um, that's ego in a way, right? Because often it's the thought of, uh, you know, if we if we're worried about what someone thinks of us, that's all right from a place of ego as opposed to from a place of the heart, right? Yep. Um, so just recognizing the process of the thought, the fact that the thought has something else attached to it, an emotion perhaps. Yep. And then once you name it, you can release it. And, and it's sort of having gratitude for that space of thank you for this thought and let's just move on. And let's it, let it, it, 
it isn't always easy to do these things. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's easier said than done. But the the it's a it becomes a, a a practice of constantly moving yourself back into what is happening now. Why is that thought attached to me? And maybe right. even digging a bit deeper into it. Why am I so worried about this? Yes. So part of it, I think, is just notice what we're noticing. Because, you know, I think that what you, the, the tying things together there, like, I think there's two steps there. I think the first step is just notice, how am I actually feeling? Because a lot of times we just suppress our feelings. We don't even notice what we're feeling because we're just like running on a treadmill, figuratively. Figuratively. Right? Sometimes physically. Physically, yes, <laughs> literally, exactly. But it feels like that we're just like, go, 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 like get up, go, and then fall in bed and then redo it again. Mm-hmm. So, and it isn't until we get into the space of the, the rest, right? Sometimes some of us can't sleep because yeah. of the thoughts. Sometimes we hold tension in our bodies. We physically, our bodies are saying, I am not well. Or yeah. these thoughts are creating ache inside of me. Please. Yeah please help me in a way your body is talking to you or, um, you know, symptoms of, of stress, headaches, indigestion. Maybe you're having trouble digesting food. Yeah. Perhaps it's actually in the thoughts. Maybe it isn't just in the stomach. Maybe they are connected. Yes. Yes. So, you know, um, we were going to talk about stress and its adverse effects and how that can be manifest in, you know, symptoms of menopause. Yeah, yeah. Creating the exhaustion. I mean, if you think about even just emotions, um, when we're unable to stay present, to stay in what is happening in front of me right now, when we move to worry, or we move to anxiety, or we move into the depressive or the oppressive energies of what keeps us low, Maybe it's a symptomatic thing of conflict. Maybe it's a thing of I'm not getting along with my son. Um, yeah. I'm having troubles, you know, connecting with my spouse. Uh, there's a lot of unpacking that can happen within the framework of what is going on inside of my body that is creating uh, symptoms to show me that I am not particularly practicing presence. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, such things as the stomach. I mean, the stomach is huge. Gut health. Uh, mm-hmm. Gut health is directly connected to your emotions. Yes. Yes. More than any, so much more than most people would would even believe that your gut can make you happy or sad or, you know, totally. feeling yeah. Right. Although there's there's the saying gut feeling and it comes from actually the feeling from the gut. Right. And and a lot of times to say, oh, I had a gut feeling about that. Well, that's your intuition. Correct. You know, yes. so that really is your space of, of, you know, where you are compassing your life from, if you think about it. And then if there's this this act that is happening where maybe you're emotionally eating or you're, you're not being aware or conscious of the snacks you're ingesting, uh, as we do. I mean, my kryptonite is popcorn. We all, we all have something. Yeah. Um, and not being mindful even in the practice of eating. Yeah. 
uh, it, it, it weighs on us. And then we hold guilt. And then we're, you know, we're hard on ourselves. And oh, it's I should the have circle. done that. The, 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 all the things, yeah. Yeah, it's the circle. Because then, oh, I, you know, I had my guilty pleasure. I had my popcorn. Or, you know, I, maybe I didn't mean to have popcorn. Then I had popcorn. Now I feel guilty. Now I'm, you know, then you're, it's just the downward spiral yeah. rather than just letting go of it. Right. So my, my number one always, I always reflect on is all inclusives. I find this so fascinating. You know, we go out of our way to lose 10 pounds <laughs> before we go to the all inclusive to eat all of the things, to feel guilty about eating all of the things. And come back at and the same weight as... Yes, it's prior to losing ten pounds heavier, and then we have guilt about the fact that we had fun. It's right. it's, a, it's a funny cycle we get ourselves into, and these are all thoughts. Yeah, you know they they're not real. They're not actually happening. You are deciding in your thought yeah. process that that is what is going to happen within me. I am going right. to feel guilt because I did this instead yeah. of just owning the beauty of that vacation and making it a wonderful memory. So many of us do. I, I hear about these things very often. I mean, not everybody, but some. Right. Yep. 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 And yeah, I mean, guilt seems to be like such a wasted emotion. I mean, I know that we have guilt to try and, you know, don't touch the hot stove. All right. Okay. I have that memory of not of touching the stove. So, but then we just carry it on and on. So, you know, letting go of the anxiety, letting go of guilt and depression, Mm-hmm. It, rationally, it's like, of course, we need to do that. Totally. But why, why is it so difficult? Why is, is it, it so pattern? difficult? I think we're in our belief systems. I think on a lot of levels, we're operating from a place of how we were raised. And, yeah. And this is breaking down, you know, a lot of deeper, more rooted um, whys for people. And, and we don't have enough time to unpack all of that here. Um, today, Shauna, but it, it, it is a thing of um, coming back to uh, the breath of it, you know? What about breathing? What about actually just owning the thought and then bringing yourself back to scanning the body and being present in the breath? Hmm. If we were just able to be present in our breathing, maybe, so it's, basic. maybe it's enough, you know? Because the mind wants somewhere to rest. It wants to put itself somewhere. It's how we're programmed, really. And so yeah. if, we, if we can just give it breath, if we can just operate from a place of now I am breathing, I'm just breathing, and just let the mind rest there, then we aren't always subject to the stressors. We aren't always going to live within the anxiety of the upset tummy that comes with that or the sweaty palms or the heart that races in the night when we have these problems that we are looping through and we can't get rest. Right. So, so your suggestion then, because I always like to have some kind of actionable steps. I mean, we'll have, um, you know, connections to you in the podcast notes and we'll, you know, make sure that you're, you know, people can get in touch with you, but if they just wanted a go-to right now to, to just experience the now without, you know, kind of going round and round about what happened this morning or the maybe this fight they had with their spouse yesterday or the yeah. meeting coming up with their boss tomorrow give us you know your best advice for just 
you know, the mantra, the mindset of, of just being in the now. And then I'm also going to be uh, posting those articles that you sent me in terms of how mindset, how this can actually, you know, maybe diminish the symptoms of menopause and anxiety and all those other things that, that we've been talking about. So yeah. they're science, this is science-based, but just science-based. Yeah. Yeah. And they're finding yeah. more and more, you know, there's more studies coming out and more people willing to have this bigger conversation of mindset. Right. Um, you know, you, you are happy because you choose to be. Um, right. You know, the, the, the derivative to that, uh, the, the tricky part, I find the nature of it is, uh, the choice, you know, what the, the choosing of the choice. We can choose to love or choose to be happy, but what if there are a few underlying things going on within us that keep us in the spiral of, yeah, but. Right, the story. But in the middle, yeah. to stay The with, old story. To stay within our stories, yeah. And how can yeah. we unravel that? Uh, I, think a, I think a great, you know, one of the things I always say with my clients is when you take a deep breath, and you really take a deep breath for you because something is going on in that moment and you know it's the only thing you got. It's mm -hmm. like sending yourself a little love note. It's just a, just a little tiny thing that's like I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out because I love you. You know, you just so, you don't know where it's going to land or how it's going to fall out from there, but at least you've got that. It's just the affirmation that I'm breathing in and, and the self-love that I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. This is just this moment. This is just this moment. And this, of course, this too shall pass, as we all know, indeed does. And one way or another, we seem to work through things, don't we? We are okay. Mm -hmm. I think that becomes the, the, the mantra of a mindset is, I am okay, regardless of what comes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yes. I will then, be okay. I am okay. And there's power behind words. Words are the most powerful thing we've got. So words are the divisive means to the thought. So if you can powerfully connect the words, then you can shift the thought. You know, I am so with you on that. People are, like in general, tend to be very careless with words it 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 bothers me when you know someone will say something like oh well bad things always happen to me as if we're just inviting that self-fulfilling prophecy to come Indeed. rather and, than and, and then and, they're justified when it does see exactly yeah so i always try if if i know the person and if i you know if i'm invited to i might i might say could i suggest that if you say Bad things always happen to me just to, just to say up until now, mm, yes. just by adding up until now, like right. bad things happen to me up until now. And then it kind of just maybe helps that shift. And I know that it's only words, but, but words create our reality and words create our thoughts. And I, and I know that, you know, our mind does not know the difference between reality and imagination. So if we can create a, more positive environment in our imagination, we can actually make that come true. We can, yeah. And we are our stories, aren't we? Right. But we're also the architects. We are yes. the architects of our lives. You can, we can create it. You can, yeah. And it, in, its, in a tiny little mindset moments, just as you'd said, Shauna, like the IMs, you know, 
um, it's a simple thing of if somebody is consistently apologizing, oh, I am sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, the, the Canadianisms. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it's, it's a thing of, are you? Are you sorry just because you're here? Because you are you're alive? alive? Because, because you're Canadian? <laughs> kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. So it's more of a, I, I, I am aware that this is going on and I choose to stay present. You know, it, it's, it doesn't have to always be that I am sorry. If somebody gives you bad news and they say something bad about what's going on for them and you want to worry with them or be present with them, and it's lovely to give them the, the, the gift of the I am sorry, but you are also everything else besides sorry. Mm-hmm. You, know, you are going to stay with them through that. You are going to be whatever they need. Uh, what can I do to help you? You know, it's, it's, it's not always the thing of the unraveling of, oh, no, this is a tragedy. Sometimes if we flip things on their head, there's great purpose to the unravelings of things. Well, I mean, I'm a firm believer even in, you know, and, and it's easier, easy to say when I'm not in trauma right now, but the, mm-hmm. that any kind of trauma is, there's always a gift in everything if, mm-hmm. if you look for it. Yeah, and we certainly learn, which is might be the, might be the gift. But Maybe, if yeah. if we can live in gratitude to look for that gift, then you know th- then that helps. Now I know that you know when we talk about mindset and menopause, coming back to menopause, mm-hmm. you know, um, a, a lot of women might be listening and saying, "Yeah, but yeah, but what about these?" Dang hot flashes. What about yeah. me laying in bed in a hot pool of sweat, not yeah. sleeping at night? Yeah. Indeed. What about this irritating feeling that I have? Right. What about that constant hand wringing that goes on and the, that weird ringing in the ears or the headaches? Uh, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because when we, when we focus the breath, when we observe and then we name it and then we choose to just let it flutter by and not hold it in our hearts the way that... Um, maybe we were taught to do growing up, so to speak, because we've watched the patterns of our mothers and our grandmothers. Right. Um, part of the brain that operates from a place of focus, it 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 changes its focus uh, from the worry into the learning, into the into the memory, and that part of the brain then comes awake. It's almost like we work the muscle. Right. Right. So the more you get into actually just refocusing the brain, the more you're just operating from a place of moving the muscle. So, so in the midst of a hot flash, you know, I've experienced them. I've, I've seen women standing and just being completely normal and then just beat red and sweat dripping down their head. So in that case, my, what I hear you saying would be that, that person, Miss or Mrs. Jones, would just say, wow, I'm having a hot flash. I'm experiencing a hot flash. Mm-hmm. And, and rather than being Fighting. embarrassed or, yeah. or um, getting all hyped up and anxious about it, just like, just this is it. It's going to pass. Because a hot flash can last 5 to 30 seconds. You know, they come and go. But just to let it be like waves on the ocean rather than like hanging on to it so tightly because, but just let it go. It's going to pass and then it'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. And to keep it just that, to keep it a physical act. 
you know this is part of it's just like going through pregnancy you know there's or puberty or puberty yeah there's right? just part, parts of the way that we function that we've got to give over to our physical it just is and the less we we fight that and kind of surrender into it or actually love it in a way can come into a place of love for these moments and say yeah. like oh boy here i am you know yeah. take it or leave it this is me <laughs> take a little take a little humor from it or yeah. Yeah. Put a positive spin. Wow, I must be burning a lot of calories right now. This yeah, is awesome. Indeed, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, thank goodness living in Canada. Whew, I'm so lucky for these right. hot I'll just, I'll just be outside in minus 20. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe just taking it all in stride because it, it, it pains me when people think they need to cure menopause. When they use the words, I need to cure menopause, like let's fix menopause, because menopause is a beautiful thing. It is, and it's just like puberty, Shauna, yeah. Yes. You said it best, you know, what are you going to do, try and fight against puberty? I mean, the whole thing is not a fight, it's a surrender. Right. This is an activation of being awake. Right. So maybe just accepting it, yeah. And and changing your mindset Mm. makes... It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't have hot flashes, or but it, nope. it, it changes the way you experience them. It is, which yeah. Is and the game changer. It is. It is a game changer. And, and if you, we can surrender into what is now, what is happening for me in this moment. Right. And you can really set yourself free because you know right. you are not your thoughts. The awakeness of the whole thing, the mindfulness, uh, the mindset to it. Yes, just to know that I am awake and experiencing, and that is incredible. Thank you. And that becomes the gratitude piece. Right. So, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about the love the change that you are? Because I know you're doing some great work with so many people, very close to me, in fact. So I know from experience the life-changing and life-giving work that you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's very different than... Um, you know, a, a lot of approaches. So it can is. you just tell us a little bit about your program? Yeah. So love the change that you are. What I do is I offer, it's interesting. I work with a lot of clients now. I've got a quite a global base. I work from anywhere from Korea to Poland to the UK, people all over global level. Yeah. And it's really coming alive now. People are searching for more. They want to have a deeper connection with self. They want to understand themselves from a, from a much more constructive way of, you know, why am I the way I am? And, and the underlying reasons and into and of our behaviors and just kind of unraveling them, but from a place of love, not from a place of judgment. Right. So uh, what really what I do is I profoundly shift people into honoring their why. So I help them come awake and come aware to what is going on around them in their lives so that they can unravel themselves to really loving, to really honoring what is happening, you know, and um, understanding the terms awareness, understanding surrender, understanding, you know, what it is to uh, build relationships. Uh, What is love? Yeah. A lot of us think we understand it and then we go through, you know, failed, so to speak, as yes. people put the term to, failed relationships with, yeah. I don't think there's a failure to anything, but um, right, it's, there's, right, it's just a bridge we create for ourselves of, of growth. Yeah. Um, and I'm too, I'm a mother of two. I'm a, I'm a working mom. I, I 
I just want to be the bridge for folks to know that despite how busy it can be, despite being an entrepreneur and running your own business, um, despite having loyalties to your, your parents for their aging time in their lives or to your children as they grow and, and being all the hats and all the pieces for everyone around you, um, you can take back and be with yourself and love that. Well, you know, you were talking about um, relationships, but I think that one of the most, my, my kind of spin on the work that you do is that you help create the healthy relationship with self because yeah. once you have that, you know, once you have that healthy self relationship, then things and that awareness and of self, then things get more clear and maybe a little bit easier to navigate. Yeah, I bring people back to who they really are and, and help them understand the why. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people don't know. They and don't. We're and just living the lives that we're labeled or we're supposed to. And right. Yeah, we get into know. our little boxes, I call them. You know, you fit into yeah. a box and then all of a sudden you kind of come into a trauma in your life and you realize, wait a minute, I, I'm in a box. It doesn't fit. What, what's happening here? I'm, yeah. a cir- I'm a circle trying to fit into a box. Uh, yeah. that's not working for me. And then we don't actually know what to do with that. Once we become aware to things and, and realize maybe this is actually not working for me, what then? And I think that that is one of the gifts of menopause mm-hmm. is this deeper awareness of self. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to so many women. I've had women on the podcast that have talked about change and, you know, like menopause change of life is not just change of the physical. No, there comes a mindset along with that. Even. Totally. Yeah. yeah. People come awake to who they, who they want to be. They kind of finally, right. I think, want the truth. Yeah. 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 So we aren't willing to play a role anymore, so to speak, although we still do. It's, it's yeah. lovely to come into the truth of things and then simplify life. And then find a way to manage, okay, how do I manage my current reality with who I really want to be and then navigating that. And I know that you help people with that. So, and that's what I do. I am the bridge. I help people, you know, if nothing, I'm deadpan. Uh, I love to laugh. I have terrible jokes constantly. (laughs) And, and it becomes a thing of, you know, I do meditate. Yes. Yes. But I'm also a busy mom of two who runs her own ship and I've got people to run. I've got friends to see. I'm a, I'm a daughter uh, I have, you know, there's five siblings in my family. There's, there's a lot going on around me. And how do you manage all those moving parts Yeah. Um, from a place of self? You know, how is it that I can be within myself and at peace with that, but still manage Juggle. And, and yeah, and do all Keep of all that. The, the plate spinning and all right. the air with grace and, and poise. And I promise you it is possible. Yeah. And, and you're such a beautiful example of that. So it's like, it, you know, knowing you personally, Sarah, it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to, to know that it is possible and that there is hope for women that feel like, hey, the, these spinning plates or balls are going to fall on my head at any moment. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage anybody that's listening, that's feeling kind of at their, the end of their rope that, you know, you are local to Calgary, but you do work internationally. So yeah, yeah. I would I would suggest to I'll have your your contact information in the the notes that they should 
absolutely, you know, reach out to you. And it's been such a pleasure having you. Oh, and you, Sean, I just enjoy our time together so much. Yeah, on this podcast. We go way back. (laughs) Yes, we do. And uh, I just like the spin on, you know, the whole idea that our mental, um, you know, bringing our, our mindset into experiencing menopause, we can make it, we can make it what we want. Yeah, you know, the, the, the end of the sentence is breathe, you know, observe it, name it, release it, and breathe, it breathe. Well, very good advice. I will be um, working on that myself, and uh, I look forward to having you back on the podcast, and I know that there's some exciting things that uh, somehow we're going to find a way to, to put together, Sarah. Wonderful. Yeah, I look forward to it. I can't wait. Yes. So again, for, um, you know, people that really resonated with Sarah, make sure that you check out the the podcast show notes because you'll have links to find more of Sarah. So thank you for, for being here, Sarah. Thanks, Shauna. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay Show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.